Okay, let's begin. Parshas Pekudei, Tav Shin, Ayin Vav. As we say Chazak, Chazak to uh, Sefer Shmos, we finish off. Uh, Pekudei, as we have an off week in between uh, Parshas Shkalem and Parshas Zachar, but it is Rosh Chodesh Adar Sheni tonight, so I didn't put it on the sheet, but just one Ha'ara. Yesterday I got, uh, Rev. Ramon just came out with a new Sefer on Purim, uh, and just on the first page, just a Ha'ara that he has on the first page of his Sefer that Mamish just came out this week on Purim. He notes, Panim Rabo Slola Purim. There are many faces that Purim has. Domesh, Purim, we'll talk more about Purim in the future next week as well, but, uh, because it's Rosh Chodesh Adar, just to make one comment. Domesh, Purim, Hu Yoma Nechgag, Bofanim, Shonim, Biyoterza, Mizeh, there is no other holiday that is celebrated so differently by Jews than Purim. We all have a seder. Okay, there are different minhagim of a seder. What do you do this? What do you do that? What do you use for karpas? And which finger do you do you do dam tzvardeya with? Okay, there are a couple of differences. And we all hear shofar, and we all eat uh, uh, sukkahs. We sit in a sukkah. Generally, kind of like looks similar. But Purim... There could be totally different ways of celebration, different types of Jews, different different <coughs> mode, different uh, attitudes towards the day. There are so many different ways to fulfill it. And in in yeshiva it might look one way, and at home it might look another way. And there are so many different ways. But says Rabbi Moon, however one uh, fulfills the day of Purim, one has to make sure that one recognizes the ikker. Don't forget the Iker part of the day. Remember what the part, the Iker message of the day is, is to recognizing Hashem and thanking Him for the miracles and for everything He does for us. That he is behind the scenes. He's made sits menacharakim in every generation. We have to connect to each other. We have to be misameach those that are it's difficult for them to be besimcha. We have to focus on that and in that way come to the true simcha, which is kirval Hashem. As we know, simchas yantif is symbolized as lifnei Hashem, being in the base of Migdash. So no matter how we fulfill, as we spend the next two weeks getting ready for the day of Purim, we had to wait an extra month for it this year. But hopefully now we're, we'll be even more ready in that we've had uh, two others to prepare. We have to make sure that we properly experience and properly realize uh, what Purim is all about as we have tonight, uh, the beginning of uh, Rosh Chodesh Adar, really the last day of Adar, Aleph, Mishanichnas Adar, Mar Ben Okay, so now let's get into Parsha's Pekudeh. So one might think, just Pekudeh without a special Parsha, what are we going to talk about Pekudeh, which is a repeat of uh, much that we've had before, but as we know, uh, the Torah is larger and infinite than the sea, as the Pazik says in Eov, and that's why, Baruch Hashem, there is always what to talk about. And we start off with a Kedushas Levi. Start off with Reb Levi Yitzchak Mibarditchev, uh, who <laughs> gives us an insight into the first Pazik of the Parsha. Two ideas he has on the first Pazik. Mishkan, Mishkan These are the countings of the Mishkan, Mishkan Ha'edus, Asher Pukar Api Moshe, that was specified and counted, and the Cheshman was given by Moshe, Avodas Halviyim Biyari Samar Ben Aaron HaKohen. So says Rebbe Yitzchak, two points, number one, Elif Fikudei Mishkan. 
Dine Amru Chazal, second line. Ein Abracha Shor Rebedavar Asavar Vashakol. Isn't it interesting, asked the Kedusha's Levi? We generally know Chazal tell us that anything that is counted, that is finite, that is weighed, that is measured, does not have bracha chal on it. Like, who, who, which animal has the most bracha? Fish! Because they're sami minayin. They got a special puravu bracha. Because what's not counted, what's, what's not specified, right? Some, some are makpid about ayin hara to specify and to name. The based on the chazal. And yet here, the greatest bracha we have in the world, Hashra's Hashchina, as we have at the end of Parshas Bakudeh, which is really the culmination of the entire story of Sefer Shmos, as the Ramban called it, if you remember, the entire story, the Hagdamat Shmos, it's Sefer Hagula. And what is the Geula? It's not just Yisiyas Mitzrayim, because that's not where the Sefer ended. And it's not just Kriyas Yamsuf, and it's not just Maimon Harsinai. It is Hashra's Hashchina with the Mishkan, as we end off Sefer Shmos with. So, the greatest bracha in the world, creating a house for God, to rest His presence, Kaviyachal, on this world, is specified to the bolt and to the board. Moshe Rabbeinu gives an exact reckoning of every item that was used. And yet, as we know, Bracha ishore, dinexiv enecha brachos becheshbon. As the pasuk says, your eyes bracha becheshbon. So what is it? What is it about this? I think it's the pasuk in Yeshayo. So what is it about the Mishkan that allows it to be supposed so specific and so numbered and so exact and yet still have hashras hashchina, still have bracha related to it? So says the Kedushas Levi, who in Tanakh? Who in the Torah is known as the man with the greatest ayin ra'a? Perkeavos tells us, Bilam Arasha. Hine shorish ayin ra'ahu kimo bilam. Tubachal makom shenasan enav hayameira ba'oso dover. Wherever Bilam looked, there was a curse. Wherever Bilam looked, it was negative. Machmas why? Taharasha his takel ba'oso hadavar hifridoso. Whenever Bilam looked anywhere, he disconnected it from God. He disconnected it from the source of all bracha, Hashem. Whenever he viewed something, it was independent. It wasn't connected to the source of the bracha, HaKadosh Baruch Maybe Bilam wanted that item in a vacuum. He didn't connect it. There was a Baal HaBracha. He didn't see any Nekudos HaKadusha. He didn't see any Ruchnius in the item. It was just totally mundane, Gashmi, not connected to anything Brachadik or anything Ruchani. That's what creates. That's Ayin Ra, which creates Ayin Hara. When we look at things in a vacuum disconnected from Hashem. But regarding Am Yisrael, it's not true. Even something that's counted, if you look at it in the right way, if I look at it with a bracha mentality, and what does that mean? Connected to the mevarech. Connected to the mevarech. 
Bechol davar. Eino roe umistakel. Az roe bekoach habore asher nimsabo. When we see anything, we wear our spiritual halachic glasses and we see godliness in everything around us. And wherever we look, we look to connect it to Hashem. And since we do that, since we connect anything we look at, obviously in the ideal sense, what we're supposed to do, we're supposed to view everything in the greater uh, vision of Hashem. And that itself brings bracha from Hashem onto, onto the item. And therefore, even if something is specifically counted, specified, if we look at it in the right way, if we appreciate it for what it is and what it could be, then there's tremendous bracha and atzlacha on it as well. So, Ela says the Kedushas Levi, we get back to the first Pasuk now. Ela fekudea mishkan, mishkan o'edus, these are the countings, how could that be? How could it be so specific? Is there really going to be bracha? Don't worry. Asher pukar al pimoshe. It's Moshe Rabbeinu who's the one that's in charge here. It's Moshe Rabbeinu that has the outlook on what we should do with these countings and specifics. Line 20. It's even greater, Moshe being the Makar HaBracha from HaGadosh Baruch Hu. First shot of the Pasuk. First drash of the Pasuk. How can it be pukud? How can it be bracha? Because it's asher pukad api Moshe. Number one. But then there's another idea, separate idea that the Kedushas Levi has. Oh Yivuar, he has about four. We're doing the first two. Says the Kedushas Levi. Oh Yivuar, elifakudia mishkan mishkan aedus kieshnei bechinos baavodas habori barachu. There are two ways to recognize Hashem. There are two ways to get close to Hashem, to bring Him into my life. Bechina achas, anu roin nisim We see miracles, and we recognize Hashem through His miracles. Shemeshaned varmativiyim. He changes nature. Mizen nikar shehu yizbarach moshel bakol. The Ramban at the end of Parshas bow. We know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu performs a nace, and all of a sudden, everybody believes. That's the Zechel Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim. Vosvem Kertzono, Umechuyavim Kalpurav Levavdo B'yireh. Because Hashem does that, whoa! There's a creator, there's a manig, there's a bore. But then there's a second way to get to Hashem. Ubechina Beis. Kshanu Masigin Gdulaso. Not when we see miracles, but when we understand. Kshanu Masigin Gdulaso. Not because we witness anything, but we know that he is the creator. What's the nafkamina between these two? Okay, you might say, well, if there is no miracle, so then you might throw with uh, option one, you might throw it all away. Well, option two, you know, but a little, a little different, he says. The Ahefrish Benayam who, Kishain Makirim Dulaso Rak Maasav Niflaosav, how awesome and amazing do we think the miracles are? If somebody is a type 1 spiritual personality, that they believe based on the miracles, wow, it's amazing! Then the miracles are amazing because they're miracles. 
And because they're the changing nature and they're changing the way the world runs. They're amazing and, and, and I am shocked by them because they are miraculous. And it's something unexpected. But ironically, says the Kedushas Levi, if we really believe in the Creator, if we really believe in the Boreolam, then we're not so shocked by miracles. Because we know He's in charge. We know the same God who made nature can make nature not be nature. And we know, as we have mentioned before, there's a father to mother nature. And we know Akash Baruch is in charge of everything. So Hashem split the sea. That was pretty amazing. But you know what? Splitting the sea and making the sunrise every day is the same thing. Mitzat Hashem. So what's amazing when we witness a miracle, if I'm spiritual personality type 2, is not the miracle itself. It's even minimized, so to speak, in my eyes. Because I, know, I, I, I already believe so much in Hashem. If I recognize that he's the Borei, what I should be shocked that Hashem could do that. That would be that would be a reflection that I don't I didn't think he could do could do that. So says the Kedushas Levi, you don't think it's so amazing, but you 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 we realize. That something else is amazing. Not that we're so shocked and amazed by the miracle itself, but we're shocked and amazed about his love for Am Yisrael. Because he doesn't just do the miracles. He does the miracles for them. That's what the second personality is amazed by. That's the difference. Type 1 is amazed by the miracle itself. Type 2 is not, because we, he recognizes Hashem already, so therefore the miracle is minimized. But the love that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us is unique. So now continues the Kedushas Levi. Ah, sec, uh, the fourth to last line. B'tzeis Yisrael mi Mitzrayim hayu b'katnus ha-seichel v'hikiru g'dulas ha-borei raka yidei nisim v'neflos Yitzias Mitzrayim brought us to level one. We saw the unbelievable miracles. Yes, they were separated from us, meaning we didn't have the Makos happen to us, but we didn't totally internalize the idea that it was because Hashem loved us. Maybe, you know, this was a terrible nation that subjugated us, and therefore they're getting punished for it. And they deserved it. And, you know, God is taking it out on them. And we were in shock. And we saw these amazing things that we've never seen before. Ach, b'matan Torah b'sinai. Once we reached our Sinai, though, nizdachachu chomri oseyem v'hiktiru g'dulat habarei barachu b'bechinas habeis hanal. Matan Torah had nothing to do with Mitzrayim anymore. Everything through Kriyas Yamsuf had to do with punishing them, possibly. Matan Torah, Hashem does miracles, roem esakolos, Unbelievable. What is, what is it all for? To give us the Torah. To create an everlasting relationship with us. Kafalem Archegigas. So that level, that's level two. That's being shocked and amazed by how much he loves and wants to be dedicated to us. Top of the second column. The Freya. And then they can look back retroactively and realize. And now they can look back and say, even in Mitzrayim, it was for us. 
It wasn't just to punish them, but it was to bring Am Yisrael out as the first stage towards the destiny of the Jewish people. And he says, even this also helps us understand why Pesach has a focus on matzah. The mitzvah of Achilles matzah, we know the carbon haomer, all flower carbonos, almost all of them are matzah. While shvuis, shtehalechem, that comes from chametz. Why the difference? Matzah symbolizes the miraculous. The shock. We went out quickly. We had nothing to eat. Hashem fed two million people in the desert with the mun. That's matzah. We went out so fast. If we went out with matzah, that symbolizes the miraculous, symbolizes type one. But then we get, by Shavuos, we already have chametz, which is normal type of food that we always have. Because then we've come to the realization that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is involved in everything. There's no miraculous, not miraculous, it's just that He loves us. And that's what Shavuos is, and that's what we reached at Maimed Har Sinai. Everything was going uh, straight up, and we were heading towards an unbelievable time in Jewish history, and then all of a sudden, boom, Cheta Egel. And we lost it. We lost level two, and we even lost level one. And it was gone. So then what? We started inching our way back. We started climbing out of the rut. Slowly, slowly, until the donations and the building, and now we have a Mishkan again. We have a Mishkan. What does the Mishkan do for us? Suggests the Kedushas Levi, it brings us back to at least level one. But level two now is up to us. Level two is no longer going to be given to us to recognize clearly that Hashem loves us and does everything for us, that we have to figure out ourselves. It's not so hard, but that we have to figure out ourselves. Line 26. That's up to us. What does all this have to do with anything? Says the Kedushas Levi now, back to the beginning of Pekudei. Pekudei doesn't only have to mean the countings of, but, as we have in Sefer by Midbar, line 35, Velo nifkad mimenu ish. What does Pekudei there mean? Lack of. Chisaron. Nobody was missing. Velo nifkad mimenu ish. When you counted, nothing was missing. Nifkad can mean missing. He says, Pirish, Chisaron b'mishkan. Then this mishkan was lacking what Harsina used to have. We got back spiritual level type one. There was not Shlemus Ha'avoda. Why? What was lacking? Because the Mishkan only represented Mishkan Ha'edus, what you could see. You could see the miracle. That's what this level brought back. But to know, to understand, to delve, that's beyond, and that Hashem leaves for each 
and every one of us. That could also connect, by the way, he doesn't mention it, to the difference between the Luchos Rishonos and the Luchos Neos. Now we're in the world of Luchos Neos, where we have to work for it ourselves. It's not Etzbelokim. And that's the Mishkan. Hashem leaves it that we have to work for it ourselves. Okay. So the Kedushas Lady gets us going tonight. Wasn't just a starter. We're already in the middle. But Baruch Hashem, we now continue. Says the Torah, second pasuk, Uvitzalo ben Uri ben Chur lamata Yehuda, Bitzalel asa is kol asher tziva Hashem as Moshe. Bitzalel did everything that Moshe commanded him. That Moshe commanded him to do. He did everything. If you look at Rashi at the end of the pasuk, Rashi quotes the Gemara Mizachas Brachas Daf Nun Hey, a machlokas that many are familiar with. Says the Gemara that really there was a machlokas between not a machlokas but a Slight difference of opinion between Moshe and B'tzalel. Amr lo B'tzalel. B'tzalel turns to Moshe and says, Moshe, you told me, back in Parshish Truma, to first build all the Kalim, the Aron and the Menorah and the Shulchan, build everything, and then you'll build the Krushim and the Urios and you'll build the Mishkan. Says B'tzalel to Moshe. But that order doesn't make sense to me. Because if I build all the Kalim, where am I going to put them? First I should build the Mishkan, first I should build the walls and the roof, have a place, and then I can have a place, and then build the Kalim. Amr B'tzalel, says Rashi. Min says Moshe to B'tzalel. Wow. That's exactly what Hashem told me. Amr Moshe. B'tzel kel hayita. B'tzalel? B'tzel kel, in the shadow of God, you have been. Ki bevadai kach tziva liyakadosh baruch hu v'cheinasa. Hashem told me to build the Mishkan first and then the Kalim. So you got it? Ha-Mishkan t'chila v'yachakachasa Kalim. That's the Rashi. The question screams out at us. Did Moshe flip it on purpose? What did Moshe just say? Oh, you're right, that's what Hashem told me. So what did Hashem tell Moshe? Did he tell him to switch it? Did he tell him not to switch it? And how did Moshe switch it? All the Achronim are bothered by this Rashi. What exactly is this Gemara telling us how we are, how we supposed to understand the behavior of Moshe Rabbeinu? So three ideas that we have right here in our parsha. We start off with a a... Um, a personality that generally does not come up in our Parsha Shiurim, though they come up in other Shiurim, and that is the Pnei Yehoshua. The last Pnei Yehoshua on Mesechus Brachas. Source number two. Says the Pnei Yehoshua, bothered. Says, what was Moshe thinking? Moshe just admitted, yeah, that's exactly what Hashem told me. So what, when Moshe told B'Tzalel, he switched it? Where it's underlined, line three. What was Moshe thinking? Why did he switch? If you look back in Truma, the first thing Hashem tells Moshe is Vasuli Mikdash Vishakati Besocham. He talks about the structure. So at the beginning, Hashem does put the Mishkan, the structure, before the Kalim. But Moshe himself was not sure. 
Was that done bedafka or not? Why? Why? Maybe Hashem was just giving a more general, the, the whole Mishkan, which includes everything. And then, in the details, Hashem did tell him the Krushim and the Urios at the afterwards. The Krushim, at least. If you look at the details of the Kalim, Hiktim Aron Bekalim Kodam Alechazamishkan, the Kalim are listed earlier, So Moshe thinks to himself, Well, I don't know what's going on here. What does Hashem want me to do? Maybe it doesn't make a difference. Maybe that's what he's telling me. And that's why one time he puts the Mishkan first and one time he puts the Kalim first because they're shoving similar to sometimes Moshe's before Aaron, sometimes Aaron's before Moshe. As Rashi writes earlier in Sefer Shmos, Shishneim Shkulim, V'chein Kibbutah V'eim, sometimes the father first, sometimes the mother first. So maybe that's the message that Moshe Abinu thinks to himself. Oshi Yishlomar, 13, Demashe Hikdim HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Aaron V'kelem L'mishkan, Hainu Derech HaShivusan. Maybe no. He listed the Kalim first because they are what is Chashiv. The R and the Kalim are Kodesh Kadashim and they're carried on the shoulders. Unlike the Krushim, which are less and they're put on wagons. And maybe it should be Malin Bakodesh. Maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe I should do the most important ones first. So the Pnei Yeshua says, Moshe wasn't 100% sure. Which one might think one is not allowed to say. But that's the prayer Yeshua's pshat. Maybe Dafka, Kaddish Baruch Hu, wanted him not to be sure. You could say it like that. Moshe didn't know the answer to everything, remember? Pesach Sheni, remember? There are some things that Hashem withheld from Moshe. It's not heretical to say that. So maybe the prayer Yeshua says this also. And look what he says on line 17. The Kaddish Baruch Hu, Samach Bazal B'Tzalel. B'Tzalel will figure it out. If Moshe does not say the way I want. Hashem gave him special chachma. And that's exactly what happened. Moshe was mistopic, but once he hears the logic of Betzalel, he realized, you know what? That must be it. And that's what Hashem meant when he told me. Pshat number one, the words of the Pnei Yehoshua. But, as we said, to suggest that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't sure in a case where Chazal didn't say it is a little difficult, and especially, as we know, Moshe Rabbeinu, one of the four differences between his being an Avi and the others, he saw us baklari it was clarity. So there are two other answers given as well. Let's turn over, let's see the words of the Maharal, the Gur Aryeh. Source number four, I gave you the rest of the Pnei Yoshua, feel free to look at, but now we have the Gur Aryeh. Says the Maharal, V'yem Tomar, Source 4. The Im Tomar. Maharal was before the Pnei Yehoshua. Maharal. The Im Tomar. Umosha lama lo tzivalasos ha-mishkan kodem. So Lamaisa, why did Umosha command the Mishkan first? Yeshlomar says the Maharal, nothing to do with forgetting. Nothing to do with not being clear. Says the Maharal, the Mahus of Moshe and the Mahus of Betzalel were different. And the instructions that they followed reflected that difference of purpose. 
And nobody was wrong and nobody was right. It was just different. Yishlomar. To Moshe Hayyamakdam Asakela. Moshe put the Kalim first. Why? They are the ultimate purpose of the Mishkan. The Kalim, the Aron's first. The Menorah, the Sholchan, the Mizbeach. Kemosha Mochiach, Sheha Kalim Masa Bnei Kahas. As we know, the special Kalim were carried by Kahas via Mishkan, the Masa Bnei Merari. Uvanei Kahas Hayechashuvim Bnei Merari. We know the Kalim were the most special. The Yesh Lahaschil Beikar. Moshe was a teacher. Moshe symbolized the Kedusha of the Mishkan itself. So Moshe's purpose, Moshe had to express the goal of the Mishkan. It's about these Kalim and what they symbolize and how we get close to Hashem using these Kalim. That's why he said the Kalim first. Avo Be'inyan, and I gave you the footnotes from my Hartman in source number five. He talks about the uh, source number uh, footnote twenty. Tzir Mishkan Pirusho Hameimad Hasichli Shemem Mishkan. Right, the the intellectual messages and symbolism that the Mishkan is. What is what's the purpose? The, our own front and center. Avol Be'inyan Amaisa. Back to the Maharal. But when it comes to logistics, when it comes to structural perfection, that's Bitzalel. B'tzalel was the ultimate artisan. B'tzalel had the ultimate Malachas Machsheves. Yesh lahakdem es ha-mishkan, mibresha ha-mishkan When it comes to the chela kama'asi, so then B'tzalel has a different focus. L'fichach, B'tzalel asher hayem emuna ala maisa B'tzalel, who is appointed on the, the building, ba'elav ha-yedia, la'asos es ha-mishkan kodim. His realization was that you got to build a Mishkan first. You got to have integrity to the process, B'tzalah would say. While Moshe is focused on the goal. Moshe is focused on the ultimate purpose. B'tzalah is focused on the process. Aval Moshe da'im amuna al halimud bilvad v'haya yodea tzir ha-Mishkan v'zeo halimud eich yitzaveh the Kalim had to be commanded first. Says the Maharal, they each were perfect, the perfect uh, personality and chosen one for the different job they had. Moshe was Rabbeinu. And you have to know the goal of the lesson when you're teaching it. So that's why the, Mish- the Aron and the Kalim come first. But Tal is about the Asiya, and when he says that, Moshe realizes, yes, for the Asiya, you're right. For the Asiya, you're right. But Sel Kelayita, you are in the shadow of God. You're in the shadow of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore Yeshaschel Belimedvarim Shemi Karim Ula Betzalam Yuchad Alamaisa. He has the idea how to do it. Number two. So we have the Pnei Yehoshua, and then we have the Maharal. And now we have the Minchas Michal, a contemporary Sefer, quotes another idea. Source number six. The Yesh Me'amafarshim Shekasvu. A third idea. Ki chalila lomar she Moshe Rabbeinu mishanem imamari yisbarach. Chas v'shalom, you can't say that Moshe changed anything that Hashem commanded. But the Medrash Tanchuma says, Shechashash Moshe Rabbeinu lomar lohem shebetzalel yiyah ha'uman lasos b'vlechas ha'kodesh. The Medrash points out Moshe was nervous. 
to appoint Betzalel as the as the leader. Why? Who is Betzalel? Ben Uri, Ben Chur, Ben Miriam. Right. So Chur was Moshe's nephew. Betzalel was his great great nephew. Oh, you're appointing Betzalel as the great artisan. Moshe was nervous about being nechshad, for nepotism, nechshad, you're giving a family position, says the Minchas Michael. Because of this, So Moshe Rabbeinu said, you know what I'm going to do? He dafka said it differently. He knew Betzalel would figure it out. But he wanted everybody to see the godless of Betzalel. He wanted them to realize why Hakadosh Baruch Hu chose him. He realized it. That was Moshe's sharp strategy to get everyone to re- to have everyone realize that it was really Hashem's choosing. It wasn't Moshe's choosing. Moshe was just a kli of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Okay. Moving right along. Perek, Lamed, Ches, a couple of Sukkim later. So we have all of the items listed, all the raw materials listed. Pasuk Chavtes. Unachoshes HaTnufa, Shivim Kikar, V'yalpayim Varbami Shekel. How much Nechoshes, how much copper was there? 70 Kikar of copper. And 2,400 Shekel. What they use the copper for? Next Pasuk. Vayasba. Is Adne Pesach Oamoy. They used it for the sockets, for the Adonim that held the Krushim. And for the copper altar. Fine. That's Mechbar And for the netting that went around them is back. That's Kolklam is back. And all the Kalim. The shovels and the bowls and all the other Kalim that we used on the, that was used on the Zbeach. That's what the Nechoshes was used for. What else? The sockets for the Chatzar, the sockets for the Shara Chatzar. It's called Yistos, Amishkan, and all the pegs. That's what the Nechoshes was used for. Pasuk Lamed, Pasuk Lamed Aleph. Ask the Abarbanel. There's another major Kli that we use copper for. That's not listed here. And you have to wait a whole parak to see that Kli listed. Right, all the way in the end of Perak Lamites, Pasik Lamites, then we have went by the setup as Mizbachanachoshes, Vesbachbarnachoshlo, as Badav as Kelov, as Hakiar, the Eskano. The Kiar is left out. And the base, the washing basin where the Kwanim wash their hands and feet every day, and the base of it, that's also made out of Choshes. Why is that not listed here? Ask the Abarbanel. We don't do enough of Barbanel, but those who open in a Barbanel, you have to keep reading. That's the key of the Barbanel. Keep reading. Why? Because the Barbanel opens up every parsha with about 25 questions. Question one, two, three, lists off 25 questions. And then he has a Mahalach, and he says, oh, and this answers question six. He writes down a few lines, and this quest answers question eight. And that's the derech of the Barbanel. So it's very long pieces, but if you get through it, there are, there are nuggets there. There are nuggets there. So, in source number seven, you have a little section of the answer of the Abarbanel. His question was, why isn't the Kiar and Kano listed here in the beginning of the parak of the Parsha, when we have what the copper is used for? Says the Abarbanel, as we might have guessed, 
the copper that was used for the kiyar did not come from donations. The normal donations of copper. As we read in last week's parsha, Says the Abarbanel, source 7. The Atat Teda, Shanachoshes b'mitzrayim v'b'cholerata mizrachaya ne'arach harbeh. Copper was a very hot commodity in all the lands there. Amnam lo zachar b'mashenasem anachoshes kiyar v'kano. But it wasn't listed here. Why? Lefisha anachoshes hazeh shezachar akas of kan hayahanachoshes asher babinadavim b'nei Yisrael. The nachoshes that's listed here in the beginning of Pekudei are all of the donations, all the copper that was brought. Fakiyar v'kano lo nasemimenu. But rather, as we know from last week, it was made from the mirrors of the women that brought their copper mirrors to Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe did not want to accept it, and Hashem told Moshe, last week's Rashi, take it, these mirrors saved Klal Yisrael. That's why it's not listed here, because it wasn't made from this Nechoshes. And that answers question six on my list, says the Abarbanel. So let's talk for a moment, we didn't do it this year, last week, about these Maros Hatsovos. The Abarbanel says, Dafka, these mirrors were used. Says Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsch, in source number eight. Again, as we always mention, the Sefer was written in German, so you could use either the Hebrew or the English. We're using the English. Says Rav Hirsch, in source number eight. It's pretty amazing that the Kli that is used every single morning to sanctify, to uplift, to make holy, is dafka made out of an item which you would think is the most mundane, the most gashmi, the most physical. After all, what do the women use mirrors for? To make themselves beautiful. To make themselves physically attractive. That's the purpose of the women's mirrors. That's taken to be used for the Kiyar to sanctify the body of the Kohen to do the Avod in the Beis HaMikdash. Says her first, that's pretty amazing. It is deeply significant that the vessel of the sanctuary, which was to represent the moral keeping holy of one's acts and efforts, Kiddush Yadayim V'Raglayim, was made out of the women's mirrors. Mirrors are articles which lay stress on the physical bodily appearance of people being an object of special consideration. A mirror focuses on the physical. And that's why Derek Agav, the minute is to cover the mirrors in a shiva house. Because a mirror celebrates the physical, and just right now, when a person just died, there's less in the world, so we cover the mirrors. As one of the reasons. It's all connected to Fiesamita, which we're not going to get to now. But that's what a mirror is. It's about the physical. So that it was shown that the physical, sensual side of human beings is not merely excluded from the sphere, which is to be sanctified by the Mikdash, but it's the most essential object of the sanctification. We take the physical element and we use it for the Kli. Because Yahadus is about, we don't reject anything. Kaddish Baruch Hu does not, does not say that we have to reject our physical. Hashem doesn't want us to reject our physical side. He wants us to uplift our physical side. Right? Like the Kutzker says, I don't need holy angels. I have enough holy angels. I need holy people. Be holy people for me. Take the most physical item, the mirror, and use it to sanctify yourself 
in the Beis HaMikdash. There is the Maros HaTzovos that were used, and every morning the Kohanim could think about this as they washed their hands and feet. Okay. So we finished the entire section of the Mishkan. Perak Lamites, Pasuk Lamit Beis. The Pasuk tells us, Vatechel Kol Avodas Mishkan O'Moed. It's all finished. It's all finished. Vayasu B'nei Yisrael K'chol Asher Tziv Hashem Es Moshe Kain Asu. B'nei Yisrael did everything that Hashem commanded Moshe Kain Asu, so they did it. B'nei Yisrael did it all. Pretty amazing. Asks the Arachayim HaKadosh. This Arachayim HaKadosh should be more famous, but we'll make it famous right now. We'll try. Says the Arachayim HaKadosh. Why does the Pasuk say that B'nei Yisrael did everything they were supposed to do if it was all B'Tzalech? This is talking about the Binyan HaMishkan. It's not talking about the Nidavis. It's not talking about all of the volunteering it's talking about the binyan. That was what was just described in the Torah. And it says, Vadyasu b'nei Yisrael k'chol atshertziv Hashem es Moshe k'nasu. Said the Archaim, something so obvious and something that we all know, but he writes it in such beautiful words and in such a strong way. V'hagam shelo asa el b'tzalel v'chachme leiv shlucho shel adam k'moso. First of all, Shlucho Shalom Kamoso. If my Shliach does something for me, it's as if I did it. Right? The Kohen Shech's my Karman Pesach, so it's as if I Shech to the Karman Pesach. So, fine, Shlucho Kamoso. But it's deeper, says the Arachayim. Ode Nere line 4. What is Shlucho Shalom Kamoso? It doesn't just mean that he's doing it, so I'm Yosei through him. No. If he's doing it, says the Arachayim HaKadosh, I'm doing it. What does that mean? O Nire, Kikan Asa HaKasiv, Machberes HaChlolos, Bekiyam HaTorah. You know what? This Pasuk, this Pasuk tucked away in Pekude. You read it and we're not so excited about it. The Arachayim HaKadosh makes this Pasuk one of the most exciting Pesukim in the whole Torah. We did the Mishkan. Why? Because Am Yisrael is one unit. And if B'tzalel did it, then everybody did it. V'heraki b'nei Yisrael yizku zelazeh. V'atorah nitnal is kayim b'klalaz Yisrael. The Torah was given not to any individual Jew. The Torah was given to all of Am Yisrael together. Kol echad yaaseh hayecholes b'shebe yado v'yizku zelazeh. And we are mezakeh each other. As we know, what does it mean v'yatorecha kamocha? He writes on line 8. Do not translate it as, love your friend like you love yourself. That's impossible. Love your friend, kamocha, like yourself because he is yourself. He is part of you. Through him, you achieve perfection. If you could only achieve, if we could only achieve perfection through our fellow Jew, then we're not complete without our fellow Jew. And he's my right and left arm. As we know, as many point out, Kitsiva Taryag Mitzvah, Hashem gave us 613. It is impossible. There is no one Jew that could do every mitzvah. 
Kohen, Levi, Yisrael, Nashim, Yesh Mitzvah Zaseh B'Kohanim, Shein Mitzvah Yisrael Asosam, I can't eat Truma. Yesh Mitzvah Yisrael, Shein B'Kohanim, I can't give Truma to a Kohen, if I am a Kohen. V'chein B'Leviim, V'chein B'Nashim, Uma Mitzvah Yesh L'Yachid L'Kaim, Al-Mahashlam, Tikkim, L'Ram HaChivar, V'Shas and we know that every mitzvah, 365, 248, they're connected to a different limb in my body. How will I ever be misakain the limb in my body which is connected achilos kachikachim? I will never eat a carbon chatos. I'm Israel. Never. I will never eat a carbon chatos. So, but what about the limb in my body that's connected that, that mitzvah? The answer is, if a coin does his job and I do my job, I'll get perfection. I'll get tikkun in that limb. We're all in it together. That's the pasuk. That's the pasuk. Vayasu bnei Yisrael kechol asher tziv Hashem Moshe. Kainasu. They did it. They did it together. And even if they didn't do it together, if he did it, we did it. As long as we consider each other on the same team, we all win, right? There's no I in team, right? We're all we're all in it on the team of Am Yisrael together, and that is what that is what we learn from this Pasuk, says the Arachayim HaKadosh. Okay, moving right along. Moving right along. Next Pasuk. So what happens? They bring everybody, they bring all the, everything to the Moshe Rabbeinu, and they're ready to, it's ready to be built, and it's built, but it doesn't stay up. The Jews have trouble keeping it up. Rashi tells us, Moshe didn't do anything, so Hashem says, you know what, you'll finish the job. Nobody could do it. The crusher were heavy, they didn't fit, they couldn't do it. Moshe was mamid. All of them. Moshe says, Hashem, how do I do it? Don't worry. You do your job and I'll make it work. And Moshe does it and he stands it up and it works. Two questions. We're only going to answer one. But if you look in the Shvile Chaim here, our Safer from Canton, Ohio. So the Shvile Chaim. He has two questions. It's a large piece. We're going to deal with the first question and his answer. Says the Shvile Chaim, why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to finish the job? Especially what we just said. We just said that everybody, the culmination, everybody brings it. So why is it? Line six. Hello, kolam is asking. B'blechaz, ha'mishkan chachmei leiv ha'yu. I'm in source number 10. The Lama Eifo, Lo Yachol Moshe. Why they need Moshe's input at the end? His second question is, and even when Moshe did it, why did it have to be Bederach Nes? Why couldn't it just Moshe finally, whatever the reason Moshe did it, let him do it normally. Okay, we're not dealing with that. But the first question, why did he Moshe Rabbeinu's ingredient? So he, he writes very biting and strong words, but... For anybody who is involved, that which means all of us, anybody who's involved in the creation of a Makom Torah, in a shul, in a yeshiva, we have to remember this message. Ki adua, ro'imanu baretzu, we see in this land, he's talking about America in the 1950s, 
Gorgeous synagogues. The Yesh Pesachem Krashim, Krasim, Brichim, Amudim, Adonim. Architecture, amazing. Amazing uh, seats and ceilings. Biyachadim, Kalim, Noam, Mitsupim, Zavakesef. Gold and silver. The edifices, unbelievable. You see them and you walk in, you're like, whoa. But they're missing something. Rucho shel Moshe. Is a shul of a, a physical building of walls and ceiling and chairs and gold and silver and candelabras. Is that what creates a shul? No. He says, Mutar lachem. Writes very strongly. Call these places Asifat Takahal, Merkaze Pulotatsibur. But if that's all the shul is, Al Tikriulahem Mishkanos Lashem. Don't call them that. Ki ain Mishkan El Makom Shakarish Barhu Mashre Umishmashkensha Meshkinaso. You know what a shul is? You know what a makam hamikdash is? Not just the physical, beautiful, amazing structure, but it's a place of Asherah Sashchina. It's a place where Hashem could be comfortable to come in and say, oh great, I'm wanted here. This is something, this is a place where I, I feel comfortable. It's a place where people actually dive in and learn and want to talk to me. And don't just come for social gatherings, says the Shvile Chaim. Well, top left, Ma'lanu Choshuv Me'amishkan. What's the Raya? The Mishkan, they had all the raw materials. They were trying to put it up, and it didn't stay up. Until when? Until Moshe Rabbeinu. Until Moshe Rabbeinu added his own element. When Moshe Rabbeinu added it, that's when it became a Mishkan. That's when it became what every one of our Mikdashi Ma'at need to be. The ingredient of seriousness of how we take our spirituality when we walk into a shul. The Kavad Beis that we feel. We can go through all of the motions and spend so much time building, but we have to build the Ruchnius also. And it's not only by the Mishkan. Quotes the Shvi Chaim beautifully. It's the Gemara we know in Shabbos Taflamid. Next paragraph, line 11. Remember the story, Shlomo HaMelech. He spent seven years building the Beis HaMikdash. Seven years. He gets the best artisans and he gets wood from Tyre and the gold and the silver. Everything is gold. Everything. And finally, they put up signs the day that they bring the Aaron into the Kodesh Kadashim. They've been waiting for this day for how many years? And finally, they're ready and they go and they try to open the gates of the Beis HaMikdash and they don't open. And they're pulling and they're tugging and Shlomo is pleading. He's like, come on. What's happening here? All of the Bnei Yisrael are there. They're waiting to go in. Nothing. Until Shlomo says the magic words. Zichru David Avdi. Remember David Amelech. Remember David my father. Doors open. The ingredient of David had to be there to make it a Beis HaMikdash. That brought the Hashras HaShchina. Moshe, in his day, David, in his day, that's what's required. And that's why the last Makkah had to be Moshe Rabbeinu. 
They had to bring it to Moshe, and in that way, uh, everyone would know forevermore that when building a makom, that we want to be a place where Hashem wants to be comfortable, we have to make Him comfortable. We have to make it a place where we're serious about our tefillah and about our Torah. And maybe what we don't talk about in the place of worship, what we don't talk about in a place where we want HaKadosh Baruch Hu to come down to, and we leave, we leave certain conversations or certain technological gadgets that we have conversations on, off, at a time when we're supposed to be talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's how we become Kaddish, these areas, and that's the way that Hashem will be comfortable coming to join us. Okay, two other small points related to the Parsha, and then finish it up with, uh, if we have time, the Thorne of Torah. Just one, I know we had a time to crawl last week, uh, for but I saw another one, I just wanted to put it in, in, uh, usually don't have two of the same, but, um, just one other Ha'ara, which is classic. Classic of Chaim Kanievsky. If you continue looking, when we're talking about the raw materials, and we have Pasuk Lamedalid, Lamedes Lamedalid, talking about the curtains. We know there were three curtains, one on top of another, on top of another. The red skinned curtains. And the cur- curtains from the Tachash. This Baruch is a Masach. Okay. If you look at the Pasik, Oros Elim Amadamim is spelled with a Vav. Oros with a Vav. You have it at the beginning of source number 11. And Oros Tchashim is spelled without a Vav. Chaser. Why? Why is the first one Mali, the second one Chaser? Said at the time of the crowd, well, maybe it connects to what we mentioned last week. What was the Oros HaTchashim? That's the Tachash. Maybe a couple weeks ago we mentioned this. The Tachash was the unique creature that Hashem created at that moment in order for there to be beautiful curtains. It was the most unbelievable, full of color animal, and they used that color to make the curtains. But there was only one, according to the Medrash Tanchuma. There was one large Tachash that they used. Says Reb Chaim Kanievsky, you find often in the Torah... When you want to symbolize one, Lashen Yachid, you write something chaser, right? You write it, he says, for example, he quotes Shabbos Nunhei, he quotes Ma'aviram, which is singular, so it only means one. So he says, maybe that's why it's, it's chaser. There was only one tachash. Just to catch that ara. Or one might add, different shot you could say, it's written chaser because it's chaser to us today. We don't have the tachash. It was there, but we don't have it. Either way, it's the Ha'ara of the time of the crop. Okay. Lamites Mem Gimel. Lamites Mem Gimel, last Pasik in the second to last parak in Shmos. Vayar Moshe es kol amalacha. Vihine asu osa kasher tziv Hashem ken asu. Moshe sees all the malacha. It's all done exactly as Hashem commanded. Ken asu, it was done. Vayavarech osam Moshe. So, the question is asked, Rebbe Zusha, Deals with this question. Source number 12. So we have two brothers. Two brothers this week. We started off with, I'm sorry, not two brothers. Two fellow Talmidim. The normally Melech and Rebzusha were brothers. They were also Talmidim with the Kedushas Levi of the Magad of Mezrich. Says the Lachsos Benoam Hashem. He quotes here. Why in this Pasuk do we have a double Lashon of Vihine Asu Osa and then Kain Asu. 
they did everything that Hashem commanded, they did everything. What's the double lashon? Lachora yishkan kefal lashon. So he quotes the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos. The Mishnah Pirkei Avos tells us, As we know, whenever we do a mitzvah, we create a defense attorney in Shemayim. We create a malach. A malach shel mitzvah that will, so to speak, go to bat for us in Shemayim. And if we do an Avera Rachman Laslan, then we create a prosecuting uh, attorney. Klomar. Shemikal Mitzvah Nivra Malach Tov Echad. Mikal Avera Nivra Malach Ra Echad. But says Rabbi Zusha. Line 7. Shahamalach Nivra Me Avera Shose Yisrael. Hamalach Lo Nivra Bishlemus Kaviachal. But the Malach, says Rabbi Zusha, the Malach that we create through our Averis, he's a Balmum. He's a blemished malach. Why? He's probably missing some some limb of his of his angel-like uh, being. Why? Does a Jew ever do an avera with all of his kishkes? Does a Jew ever do an avera with his slavus and he loves it and he's so excited to do it? No. Our yitzhara over gets the better of us. We slip. We fall. So the malach that is created through the Avera that we did is a faulty malach. Because even the Avera that we did wasn't a perfect Avera. It was a faulty Avera. By mitzvos, uh, when a Jew does a mitzvah, it's perfect. The malachim that we, that we create by our mitzvahs, that's it. He quotes. He quotes from Yechezkel Abramsky. He quotes the Mashkiach. One of his Talmidim. Shazav Yeshiva of his Dardel one of the Talmudim of Yechazel Abramsky left the yeshiva. He fell to the bottom of the spiritual ladder. Years later, he meets Rabbi Yechazel Abramsky and he says, He says, let me tell you something. From the day I left yeshiva, I don't have any menuchah in Olam or in Olam Why? Olam obviously, because look, look what my life is right now. I have no menuchah in Olam Haba. Olam you know why? Because every time I do an Aveira, I think of your shmuzin. And I can't even enjoy the Avera that I'm doing. Says Rabbi Chazal says Rabbi Zusha. Even when a Jew does an Avera, he feels a little twitch of conscience. So says the, says the Menorah Samar, you put all this together. B'nai Yisrael, Asu Asa, they not only did it, Kenasu, they did it. They really did it. They did it with the Hislavus. They did the mitzvah in such a perfect way. Like a Jew does a mitzvah. Says that's we create that perfect malach upstairs. Asuosa, that's the double lashon that we have when we have the malachim that we create. Okay, that's Rabbi Cheskel Abramsky. That's Rabbi Zusha. It's also a message for educators or even for parents. You know, sometimes we say something, we never know where it's gonna where it's gonna come up. And it might not look like on the surface that this person is listening. And if Rechazel Abramsky didn't think that his Musr Shmuzin made a dent in this person's, in this person's life. But you know what? It did something. It did something and he remembered it. He remembered it in his life. Okay, finally, last thought, let's mention something on the Haftorah. Haftorah we have. Haftorah, last week, if it wouldn't have been Shkalim, Vayaka, Bakude, all of these are Haftorahs from Sefer Malachim Aleph, by the Binyan Beis Amikdash. Right, that's parallel to the Binyan Amishkan. So, Shlomo HaMelech has a very long monologue. 
where he talks about, he davins by the Chanukah Beis HaMikdash. He davins, he goes through Jewish history, all different elements uh, in his long speech. That's the only, we have Navi Shiram now on the on the OU website. Feel free to join us. We're in the middle of Malachim Beis. But it's the only one that we uh, had to split up into two Shiram because of the length of the parak. But if you look in the Haftorah, in Paraches of Malachim Aleph, Pasik Tezayin, says Shlomo HaMelech. From the day that I took my nation out of Mitzrayim, lo vacharti ba'ir mikol shiftei Yisrael levnos bayis liosh misham. I did not choose any other city. Hashem says to build my sanctuary in, except for Yerushalayim. That's it. Vo'efchar ba'David lios ami Yisrael, and I choose David. I chose Yerushalayim and I choose David. Says the Malbim on that Pasuk in Milachim. The Achdus of Klau Yisrael is totally on two things. And with either one of them missing, we lack. Pirish. Ki his Achdus Yisrael haisa tluya b'shnei dvarim. Number one. His Achdus ha'uma lios kuguf echad v'zehaya ayedei Yerushalayim. You can have a million Jews together. But if it's not in Yerushalayim, there's a lack. There's a chisaron. The Aliyah Laregel that Beth Hashem we will have soon. As we spoke about earlier, the Achdus. Yerushalayim is the heart of Am Yisrael. The heart of the nation. From Yerushalayim, life is sent out. The heart pumps blood to the entire body. Yerushalayim pumps spiritual blood. That's one ingredient that we need for our achdus. But there's a second ingredient. And even if we can have many, many Jews together in Yerushalayim, we're not there yet. Even if we're back in Yerushalayim, we're still lacking the other ingredient and that, of course, is Malchus based of it. Sha'al Yada through David HaMelech and Machlos based David, this capital city, that brings us together too. Kishama, continuing that parak in Tehillim. Kishama, Yashu, Kisos, the Mishpat, Kisos, the base David. Vaya Machlos based David, Elagvia, HaKoleles, Dugmas HaMoach. If Yerushalayim is the heart, says the Malbim, then Malchus based David is the brain. Begufa prati sheshaleach ahargasha vehahaskala vihanhaga lechalivarim, sending out messages to all of us. That's why you have it here. The connection. Shlomo Melech says, Hashem shows you Rishalayim. Hashem shows Malchus based David. So often we find them connected. The Gemara Baba Kama tells us the coin of Yerushalayim. David Shlomo mitzad echad Yerushalayim mitzad sheni. They're two sides of one coin. Even in Shemona Esrei, three times a day. In the bracha of a Yerushalayim Ircha. Yerushalayim. There's a separate bracha of Esamach David. But in Yerushalayim, Baruch Hashem Yerushalayim. We quoted years ago the Bach on that bracha. 
The halacha is that you have to end the bracha always me'ain chasima me'ain apsicha. Every last line of the bracha sums up. How could we end up? Right? The next bracha is David. So that's why some flip it. But the Bach says no. Because David HaMelech is connected to Yerushalayim. It's one theme. And that's what the Malbim says here. On this Pasig in the Haftorah, Shlomo HaMelech says, Achtos Am Yisrael requires Yerushalayim and requires Malchus based David. So by the Hashem, we should be Zochah soon. The ultimate simcha obviously is Torah, but the ultimate, ultimate simcha is Torah in Yerushalayim with Malchus based David. Be'ed Hashem, we should all have great chizuk, chazak, chazak, v'niz chazek, and we should be zochet to that time. B'mhei Rav, Amen.